0: The loser of this bet. Must give their backup the Brinks truck bet in lipstick next week, since we are a YouTube show now. And if you two are agreeing unto that, I do believe we make that the case in this Brinks Great. truck bet. The so, loser... if my
1: team wins, both the both of you, since you have the both the same side, oh, that's 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 easy. The loser has to put uh, lipstick this on pigs. This does a pig give you the advantage there, for the sharp. It's you could again. you could have
2: it's, a that's you could have a this is a Canadian doubles match here where you could get a get a two for one <laughs> victory.
0: <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> do you Give agree to the lipstick on a pig absolutely,
2: roll? absolutely. Well, and uh, hey, I'm fine. I don't have to go that far to find uh to to find lipsticks. I have a wife.
1: <laughs> Same, you loser Tony. Where are you going to find lipstick, you loser?
2: Oh, there's a girl named CVS around the corner. I'm sure she'll have something for you.
1: <laughs> CVS. CVS is beautiful. West Coast. West Coast. Who
3: you bet you know, always on blue. In the pocket hole squad, fast cash. Send the bookie, tell him bring it from the bag. Know we coming for the bag. West coast, west coast, west coast, west coast. C to the G, West Coast, west coast gang. Yeah. Ladies
0: and gentlemen, boys and girls, to the few in attendance and the thousands listening around the world, let's get ready to gamble. My name is Tony Cavallo. As always, I'm joined by Matthew Dangles, Daniel Antonio, Schaefer the Sharp, Drew Schaefer Crookson, and we are the West Coast Gamblers, <laughs> a proud member of the Evergreen Podcast Network and the only gambling show that makes you money. And I'm going to kick it over right at the start to the man who made all of the money last week, Mr. Schaefer the Sharp himself, our resident yet. sharp. He went 4-1 in the King of the Coast section. He hit his uh, Thursday night bet. He hit his Sunday night lock. All that stuff we'll be giving out as the show goes. But, Drew, a 6-1 week for you (laughs) in the heart of Vegas. Now you're back in Michigan. Do you think the luck has run out, or are you ready to continue this?
1: Uh, Tony, the luck has just begun, my man. Uh, The only fear you have in this business is lack of preparation. We do not have lack of preparation in this uh, podcast, in this group. Um... But I will say, you know, it felt good to be on the right side of some coin flips. You're going to have to get lucky. You're going to have to, you, you know, your ace your ace king's going to have to win over pocket tens, you know, in poker. And uh, listen, the Falcons-Giants game, uh, the Dolphins-Raiders game, those are, any way you look at it, those are coin flips down the end. I was on the right side of him, and uh, I'll take him. I'll take oh, yeah. Him.
0: Oh, yeah, and uh, you are undefeated on teasers thus far. We'll be giving out teasers during the King of the Coast section. We're going to start off with the Thursday Night Leans, but I do want to say when it comes to the King of the Coast section, we all deserve a pat on the back. Because we have the trademarked back-up-the-brinks-truck bet, our best bet of the week, our best side of the week, and every one of these hosts that you'll be listening to today— Nailed their Brinks truck bet last week, and I got a good that feeling boys, about my this that week. that boys. Dangles, how are you feeling heading into week four of the NFL season? It's almost October. Yeah, well, I kind of feel like
2: uh, Mac Jones. I'm hot and cold. I'm kind of on, then I'm off, then I'm on, then <laughs> I'm off. I had one well, good weeks and bad weeks. I'm trying to remedy that. I guess with if you're looking at history, this week should be a good week for me because I kind of had a down week last week. If we're uh, if we're following that pattern, but we'll see. I feel pretty good about uh, a, a couple of these bets, including my Sunday night lock. Uh, In this Tampa Bay Patriots game where uh, on DraftKings, if you if you happen to be shopping around, there are some completely ridiculous and I advise you stay away from the vast majority of them. Brady specials for this team. There's a couple on, like, Willie break his all-time passing record at Foxborough, which is like 5,000 yards in a game or something like that. It's, it's like 432 or, I don't know, it's, it's something completely unreachable. Or unreachable. The the total for his to- uh, touchdown passes is like six and a half to break his career record. Don't touch any of that crap, but um, I'm very excited for that game, and I, I'm looking forward to sharing my Sunday night lock for that game because I think it's a no-brainer. I
0: can't those wait are for the called, Sunday night lock.
1: There's a term for those in the industry, uh, Dangs, they're called exotic. Exotics. And uh, in my experience, mm-hmm. uh, you know, if the d- play with exotic dancers, not exotic. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's a nice little tagline. Okay. Let's put that on a T-shirt. Okay. Okay. Uh, but let's start off yeah.
0: with our first segment with the first game of the week. It's the game that's happening tonight. If you're listening to this show the day we release it, it's Thursday Night Football. Another vaunted matchup Ugh. that the NFL Ooh. gives us for Thursday Night Football. Dangles, it's time to go to our Thursday leans. You are two and one. I am two and one. Drew is 2-2 two because two he likes to give out extra bets every once in a while, but we'll give it to him because he's the hottest gambler on the show. But what do we have on the slate for Thursday Night Football?
2: Oh, well, it's um, it's another barn burner, guys. Two teams going to be vying for playoffs. But no, I'm actually looking at the wrong game. I'm sorry. That's my bad. This is the Jacksonville Jaguars on the road in Cincinnati at Paul Brown Stadium, play, taking on the Cincinnati Bengals. Cincinnati two and one. Jacksonville zero and three. Jacksonville also zero and three against the spread this year. The Bengals are two and one against the spread and one and zero on the year against the spread at home. Uh, and uh, boy, this is um, this is just another banner matchup for Thursday night football. Tony squares. It's Pretty
1: tough. It's pretty tough. Boys, don't tell. Hey, listen, don't tell our friend Big Harry Man that the Bengals might not be playoff contenders because I think it's very clear that you the have a Steelers, different name for him every time we I love <laughs> yeah, it so but that's much my it's, thing. But no, it's, big, it's a great I hope you keep yeah, doing it it's woolly, the best thing <laughs> Big Wooly, the woolly man woolly mammoth man uh the Bengals fan woolly <laughs> mammoth um I do think that the Bengals if they secure this victory they're three and one boys yeah and I, are they I was, possibly lo- a
2: good team like are they kind of maybe starting to look like a well, squad that can put some stuff together, running the ball I think very well there. You know what? Their they're, defense is a lot. It's improved. I, I, their defense I mean, is they're, improved I'm and, not trying yeah. to crown them yet to quote Dennis green, oh, no, but they're kind of comparatively resembling more of a football team than they have at this time in years past.
0: Well, now this is a big week in the NFL and a big week for gambling because after this we're at the quarter mark and we've now seen enough of a sample size to start to really make diagnosis on these teams and Cincinnati might be that team that's just good enough to beat the Jaguars of the world but not good enough to beat the actual playoff contenders and I think this week will show us because as the point spread shows they should come out and whoop on the Jacksonville Jaguars it is A very interesting meeting, though, because it's the last two number one overall picks going head-to-head, Joe Burrow and Trevor Lawrence. I'm very excited to see these two guys go at it. Trevor obviously not having the best start to his season, but that Jaguars team is pretty terrible. And as Drew said, Cincinnati made moves in the offseason, signing guys like Trey Hendrickson and other defensive guys cut from other teams and improved their defense because of it. They spent a lot of money, but so far it's working. And big scary man guy, which is his correct name, <laughs> Drew. He, he he trademarked himself the quest for seven. That win total was at six and a half entering yeah. this season. And if they win this game, as you said, they're three and one halfway to hitting that over. A very interesting game. Yeah. Dangles, I do want to know the exact spread and the total for this game before we give our Thursday Oh, Of leans. course,
2: how could, I, how, could I be, uh, how could I be so uh, ignorant of that? Uh, the spread right now is uh, seven and a half points. Yeah, I'm sorry, a full seven. I'm, I was looking at the wrong thing. Seven points to the Bengals at home. The total's 46.
0: Guys, Jacksonville stinks. Yep. Jacksonville stinks. For the past three weeks, I've given out props in the Thursday night lean because, you know, sometimes you just don't know. It's an early week. Some of these teams have short work, short prep, especially if you're traveling on this. I mean, it's not a far trip for Jacksonville, but it's still an early one. So I like to give out props because I like to sort of pinpoint what's going on on these teams. I can't figure out Jacksonville at all. That team is a piece of crap. And Cincinnati, This Jacksonville defense is so bad that they might score big early and then kind of just sort of run the ball away late. So I'm not going to go with a Jamar Chase or a Tyler Boyd, even though T. Higgins is out. I just don't know if they're even going to see enough targets because they might not be in the game. Joe Burrow last week only threw 18 times. But... I think what I'm going to take, because I'm also not going to take the Cincinnati spread because I do believe they beat them and I do believe they could cover, but these Thursday games can get wonky. And those spreads will get you if you keep trying to play home favorites on that because sometimes they just wake up late that day and it just doesn't run out and they end up winning the game just not by the spread. What I'm going to do, though, is I think Joe Mixon has a a day of a, a heavy workload. In this game against a Jacksonville team that has led up a lot of rush yards to everyone that they've faced. Especially if Cincinnati gets out early, they sort of lean on Mixon. And I think Mixon is going to find the end zone. You can take him to score a touchdown at minus 150, minus 160, depending on where you look. I'm going to tie it together in a tiny little parlay, though. Mixon wow. to score a touchdown and Cincinnati to win the game. That's an even okay. money bet that you can take out there. Mixon to score a touchdown and Cincinnati to win the game. That is my Thursday lean of the week. Dangles, let's go to you.
2: Well, Vegas thinks that uh, Joe Mixon is going to spend a lot of time holding the football on Thursday. His uh, total for carries right now is at 20.5, and and his total for rushing yards is 87.5. So I'm not not touching either of those because those are really big numbers. I do think he could get them, but for betting purposes, that's way too much for me. Instead, I know this is square, but guys, I mean— The under in this game, or the total in this game, is 46, and that assumes that we think the Jaguars can put 23 points on the board. (laughs) I'm just not among the people in that camp, unfortunately. Through three games, they've got eight total touchdowns, and two of them were returns. This team isn't isn't able to score and push the ball down the field. And look, we've talked enough about how bad the Jaguars are. There, there's no identity on offense. I've said that on 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 this show before. the The play calls have been just terrible, and I, I do feel for Trevor Lawrence because I feel like he's kind of been set up to fail here. I would challenge anyone in this rookie class to have done better with the situation that they have in Jacksonville uh, and how little it seems that Urban Meyer cares about about developing this team. And, and also – Thursday night games are just boring guys. We saw an example of this last week with the Texans and, and the Panthers. I'm pretty sure the under cashed on that as well. Oh, yeah. Uh, then there, so and these games are especially bad when you've got like a mediocre team on the rise and a terrible team. And that's exactly what we've got here. It's what we had last week. So I'm banking on this being another garden variety Thursday night football game. And I'm betting the,
0: under. okay. He's taking the under drew, uh, We are still alive in our survivor pool that we took together for some pretty decent money. So glad you brought this up, Tony. And I do want to say, it is a Thursday night game. Cincinnati is at home. The Jaguars are 0-3. I personally, in my own survivor pool, have bet against the Jaguars each week in said pool (laughs) because that's how much I don't believe in this Jaguar team. Do you think Cincinnati is a good survivor take right now, or would you be hesitant with the Thursday night quick turnaround?
1: You read my mind, Tony Squares. I was actually going to proposition you and Dangles live on the as we speak, I think we should consider the Bengals here for our survivor for because, as our as our friends from the betting predators once again, Sleepy J and Mac Rivers, uh, rookie quarterbacks versus non rookie quarterbacks. So obviously that that doesn't include a Mac Jones versus Zach Wilson matchup. Rookie quarterbacks versus non rookie quarterbacks this year, o and nine ATS. Um, you know the Jaguars team. Dangle said it best. I mean, we don't have to go over how bad they are, but I think this Bengals team through three games. Is a lot better. I just think they're better on the defensive side of the ball. Yeah, I really do. So, to answer your question, Tony, yes, because you got to think in Survivor. When are you going to use the Bengals again? Exactly. And I, I don't, I don't think you're going to have a better opportunity to use the Bengals. I know it's Thursday night, but if you're asking me to have Urban Meyer and Trevor Lawrence make their first playoff or sorry they're for the playoff their first NFL win on the road on short rest against a Bengals team that you know that team is gonna be fired up for on national potentially TV. three and one I say we make it official boys Bengals take for big hairy man let's it. do it all right what's
0: your uh Thursday lean then Drew
1: yeah Thursday lean um and Tony I gotta call myself out because we are a pot of transparency I appreciate you giving me the benefit of the doubt. I did not, in fact, hit my Thursday night lean last week. I had the Carolina Panthers team total, which was a loser. Want to be transparent here. So I was trying to go off the board. I'm going to give another hint. Not a bonus, bet, a hint. I love the Bengals in a teaser here, guys. Uh, I yeah. really do. Uh, bet them down to one. I think it's safe. Um, so that's going to be my hint. I will, I will put the Bengals in a teaser uh, with another team, TBD. But my... I'm gonna to try to go a little uh, off the board here with my Thursday night lean. And Trevor Lawrence obviously has not been—he's uh, not been good. Um, however, after his first game, uh, he's had three rushes uh, of over 10 yards. Yep. And I think that the Jaguars uh, or the Bengals have a stout run defense. I think Trevor's gonna be kind of under duress. I do like him to break one long run of ten yards. So I'm gonna say my Thursday night lean, Trevor Lawrence longest rush over nine and a half yards.
0: I like that. I looked at it too. His total's a little bit low as well. Uh, Nine and a half yards, Lawrence, long rush. Dangles has the Cincinnati Jacksonville under for the game. I have Mixon to score, touchdown, and Cincinnati Bengals to win. And you heard it here first. The Cincinnati Bengals are this podcast survivor pick of the week. But let's go now to the best game of the week, the Sunday night game, the Sunday night lock section, which I am correct in saying that, nope, no, we still didn't all hit that one last week, but we're trying. Folks, we're trying. I messed up last week. I got you this week. And that's coming up next.
3: West west Coast Gamblers. You really can't ask for much more than that, can you people? Check us out at WhiskeyBusinessPod.com, a proud member of the Evergreen Podcast Network. All right,
0: boys, we've either made money or lost money at this point in the day, but there's still that one last gleaming hope on Sunday, the Sunday night football game, the primetime marquee matchup. Of week four, and right now, folks, if you listened to our show yesterday, the best uh, guess we could have possibly gotten to break down this game—it's the marquee match of the first quarter of the NFL season—and I am so excited to watch this game. I kind of really think I have an exact knowledge of what's going to happen in this game. I know essentially one of these teams really well, and I'm excited to give out my bet because I think it's an absolute lock. But the Sunday night locks are going to be fun. I'm the only one with a losing record so far. I'm 1-2 and two on the Sunday night locks thanks to San Fran not doing anything in the first half. It's a good for, thing you know so much about Green this Bay 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 game, then, Tony. Dangles, Tony, later in, Drew, in the
1: podcast, we need to address the San Fran thing, but keep going.
0: Dangles and Drew are both 2-1 and one in their Sunday night locks after hitting the game over in the San Fran-Green Bay game. <laughs> Diggity Dangles, what do we have for Sunday night football and I I think I hear Adele in the background as you're saying this
2: Sunday (laughs) hello it's me is there is there a
1: game on Sunday he's back is there there a game on Sunday back oh man it's gonna
2: be fun underneath the six banners at Gillette in Foxborough the Tampa Bay Buccaneers Super Bowl champs come to town it's Tom it's Gronk it's Arians versus Belichick it's gonna be a whole lot of fun Kicks off at uh, 520 uh, for us here on the West Coast, 820 for those of you listening on the East Coast. The spread is seven points in favor of the Bucks on the road. Patriots, seven-point dogs in New England. Uh, the total in this game, 49 points. Ladies and gentlemen, it's here. We're, it's one. Maybe I don't. know, Will there be a bigger game this season? Even, even if, even if, even if you know, there's more implications. Yes, will there, be that, a bigger there will game be a bigger game
0: because Dangles. I'm afraid that your Patriots stink. Okay, I know we all took the Patriots over. There is the
2: one little bit where we're not playing great on offense right now. (laughs)
0: That's the thing. So, like, yes, this is a big storyline game, but, again, I don't think the 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 Patriots can still be close to that 8.5 win total. I just don't think they're a guarantee over anymore because that offense is just lacking. And I don't believe it's Mac Jones' fault. Dangles has talked a lot about Josh McDaniel's play calling, and the fact is they're not throwing the ball deep. They're not testing defenses in that run game is suffering because of it. Also, that offensive line without Trent Brown is a completely different offensive yeah. line. Haran on the outside is not doing a good job. Isaiah Wynn is not doing a good job. The interior of that D-line is not getting... Uh, offensive has been okay, line is not Isaiah's
2: really not doing a good job. You're absolutely right about Isaiah.
0: And Mac Jones, and Warren Sharp broke this down in his podcast for The Ringer. When Mac Jones went to college in Alabama, he was not a dink-and-dunk quarterback. He was a behind-the-back play-action quarterback that liked to throw the ball deep to the playmakers like Jalen Waddell and Devonta Smith. That's not what New England has been calling, and that's not what the personnel they have is capable of doing. They are very much a five-yards-here, seven-yards-here, three-yards-here team. And without James White, who might be missing the season now, it's really going to lack when his check-down players are Jonu Smith, who my father gave out yesterday as a man who's trying to throw games away hey, maybe he's betting on the other side. We don't know if we have a Pete Rose in New England right now. This game is very interesting, though, because I really wanted to take New England plus 7. I really, really did. Mm, But I just cannot do it with the Josh McDaniels offense that we've seen so far. I'll tell you what's going to hit, though, because everyone's talking about how Brady's going to break the all-time passing record. There's actually a bet out there you can take over or under how many completions it takes for Tom Brady to break that 68 yards he needs to break Drew Brees' passing record. Drew Brees will be in attendance. Maybe, you know, Tom Brady's sons will come on the field. They'll give him a kiss, call a national timeout so everybody celebrates it, whatever. What I will tell you, it's going to happen, though, for the past 20 years— Who has more game tape on Tom Brady than Bill Belichick? For the past 20 years, how many times can Bill Belichick go to a game tape of practice, of anything, where they've called a defense or gone up against a defensive play that gave Tom Brady trouble? How many times has Bill Belichick seen Tom Brady struggle, even just a little bit? Every single thing the Patriots are going to do in this game defensively is going to be done to stop Tom Brady and what he does successfully. Antonio Brown's supposed to come back from COVID, yes. So that adds another player on that team. But this Tampa Bay team cannot run the ball at all. So if all you have to do is stop Tom Brady, who better to do so mentally than Bill Belichick? I think a slam dunk pick in this game right now, I was astonished the number was as high as it was, is the under. In this game, the under 49 points. I do think New England keeps it close. I don't think there's a lot of points scored. I think it's a very nervous start for both teams. I don't think a lot of completion. I, I do think a lot of completions are going to be needed for Brady to hit that number to break that passing record. The under 49 is my Sunday night lock, and I have not been as sure of a bet in the history of this podcast. I know this is going to happen. Dangles, where are you going?
2: I feel pretty good about mine, too, and I agree with everything you said about uh, how Belichick is going to approach this game with regards to Tom Brady. My only question, I guess, comes down to, you know, do we have the personnel on the field to take on that offensive line and make it happen? It's going to be Matthew Judon, I think, is a big key in pressuring Brady and making him uncomfortable if we want to have a chance in this game. I instead, I love that under bet, by the way, Tony, I instead I'm going to go to something I'm very, very confident about as well. And I, I didn't do a player prop like I normally do in the Thursday night lean this time, but I am going to go with the player prop here uh, in this one. And I do, we were talking earlier, Drew, about exotics. Um, and I, again, I don't like any of the ones that I see out there on Brady but there is one on DraftKings that's a weekly special right now. That's Gronk over sixty-eight and a half receiving yards and <laughs> I knew over. You were gonna take this. Over. No, 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 no. I'm not. I just want to throw it out uh-huh. there as as that I don't hate <laughs> it. Gronk over 68, I don't hate it 68 and a half plus receiving yards right? and over uh, .5 touchdowns. So he has to get, yeah, and I don't hate that at plus 450. That's not a terrible bet. Yeah. That's not the bet that I'm giving out. The bet that I'm giving out is Jacoby Myers over five and a half receptions mm. uh, and that number is at uh, minus 130. It's a little extra juice, but there's really good reason for it. He, that has hit in all three games this uh, this year so far. He has is commanding a 25% target share of that offense. Mac Jones loves 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 to throw to him. I don't have any reason to believe right now that the Patriots are going to change up their offensive game plan. Maybe they take a few more shots downfield, and I hope I'm wrong. Please surprise me, Josh McDaniels. Please yeah. surprise me. I would love to come back and say I was wrong. I can't believe the scheme he came out with. This was incredible. They stretched the defense. I just, I, I would love to say that next week when we come back for our recap, so please prove me wrong, Josh McDaniels, but I think Jacoby Myers is going to get a lot of targets in this game just like he has every uh, single other game that uh, we've played this year. Jacoby Myers over five and a half ca- uh, receptions at five and a half points, or uh, uh, I'm sorry, at minus one
0: thirty. Drew Schaefer, the sharp Crookston. Where are you going for your Sunday night lock, my friend?
1: Dangles, it's funny you said that because I actually, <laughs> I actually saw that prop too, and I was prepping, and it, it, it those props are going to pop out in a game like this because you know that Tom's going to want to throw about 80 touchdowns. You know he's going to want to get Gronk in the end zone for sure. Mm-hmm. You're um, talking about the exotic, and, the Gronk over 80, yeah, yeah, and a half in a touchdown. And, and Tony, I, I got to admit, I kind of lean the other way uh, on the total. Um, I probably won't play it, but, you know, it, the, the the thing about Bill Belichick is this, this Patriots team, like the Vikings – I think, and, and you know how I feel about the Vikings, but I do think they're being a little undervalued in the market right now because both those, the Vikings could be three and zero, the Patriots easily could be two and one. I just can't help but think a two and one with Lane and Egg last week does this is spread change? Now, obviously, we just saw uh, Sean McVay. Uh, torch that Tampa Bay defense, and I think you know who, who's better to learn from a outing like Bill Belichick after a horrific offensive performance. Now I'm with you guys. Um, I don't think the Patriots offense is dynamic. I think that's a lot to do with McDaniel's, as Dangles has referenced. Um, but you know it, th- th- this is a really this is a really tough game, obviously. And it's like you don't bet against the goat, but do do you bet against the coaching goat to get blown out. And it's just it's just this push Uh, and pull. So I'm looking at this money coming in and everyone and their evil step grandmother and Ramsey Bolton and Joe Biden, (laughs) everyone, everyone is betting Tampa Bay laying the seven at home or sorry on the road coming back to New England. You already know where I'm going with this, guys. The Sharp the sharp is not on that side ever, ever, ever. I do think the Patriots are undervalued. A lot of the power rankings I respect has this game at a much shorter number. So I will bet on the genius Bill Belichick to keep it within a touchdown yep. of Tampa. I'm taking New England plus seven as my Sunday night lock. I was torn
0: back and forth between those two bets of the under and New England plus seven, but I think you're right and I think I'm right and I'm excited to watch it happen because I want to see a close game. I'd be fine with Brady getting the ball like Aaron Rodgers did the last Sunday night game, having a chance to win it at home and having that crowd cheer against him to see if he can do it against that Bill Belichick defense. I want a close game. I hope the NFL gives it to us, but that is it for our Sunday night locks. Myself, I'm on the under. Drew, you took New England plus seven and dangles has Jacoby Myers over five and a half receptions but now let's move on to the time when we throw all the bets out there it's time for the king of the coast and that is coming up next dub c to Dub-c the g. g west coast west
3: gamblers, gamblers. gamblers. odds makers and influencers every episode of double down with russlo is packed with insider tips deeply skilled analysis and in-depth discussions don't miss out on the ultimate resource for mastering the business of sports betting listen to double down with russlo on the evergreen podcast network or wherever you listen to podcasts that's double down with russlo the business of sports betting podcast all right boys
0: it's time to end the show with the king of the coast this is where three of the hosts here are going to give you five bets to take on the week four slate five bets to take, three sides, one teaser, one total. We've been doing this for the past three weeks. Drew, you're killing it. You're 11 and 4 on the totality of your win loss record. We do have a point system. The first side we give out is one point. The second side is two points. And the backup, the bring struck side, is three points. The teaser and the total are both worth two, respectively. Drew, your 11 and 4 record has led you to 21 of a possible 30 points to get. Myself, I'm just above 500. I'm 8 and 7, 17 points points on the year that's making money dangles you got some work to do you six and nine early on the season only 12 points in the king of the coast but that can all change this week when 10 points are available for you to win it is week 4 I'm extremely excited to get into it, and I can guarantee you my first bet is going to make Drew very ashamed of me. But first, <laughs> let's go to Dr. Dangles himself. Dangles, start us off. What's your first side of the week in The King of the Coast?
2: Now, my first bet might make Drew ashamed of me as well. Um, I think think the Lions are kind of frisky guys and <laughs> the Chicago yeah, the Chicago Bears just came off a historically bad performance with their offense as we talked about in our, our a little bit in our previous episode and I was reading I was reading uh, a little bit up on what things look like this week uh, in practice today and the uh, the Bears insider for NBC Sports Chicago Adam Hodge, Hodge I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing that correctly either way said that Dalton was limited in practice uh, and this is on Wednesday and Justin Fields uh, practice Practice in full and that fields looked fine Dalton looked far from a hundred percent yes the Ravens I mean and and Lions game was very close the Lions play have played well they got back into that San Francisco game uh at home They, they played well uh in that Packers game despite the end score they were they were they fought in that game they were in that game Jared Goff's gonna throw a million fucking passes in this game I think the Lions are competitive. I think they're frisky right now. I'm taking the spread. Lions plus three on the road at the Bears. Uh, I, I
0: will say the Bears, I did some look up for them as well. 191 yards per game so far this year on offense. That's dead last in the league. Only 3.3 3 yards per play. You can do the math. That means you're facing fourth and in inches every single time yeah. you're out on the field. A terrible offense thus far under Andy Dalton or Justin Fields. But Dangles, this was my stay away game of the week. because. Really? How? What do you do if you're Dan Campbell in that locker room after Justin Tucker just kicks a 66-yard field goal to beat you and nothing. you're now 0 There's nothing you
2: can do when you what lose you that do? way. You so,
0: so, flush it and forget it and yeah, move on, Exactly. That's There's nothing you
2: can do. There's nothing how you many can do. Times,
0: but how many times can you flush it and forget it? How many times do you have to go the out Lions and are used face to it? The, exactly. They're <laughs> used to losing, Dangles. That's what I'm no. saying. You need to have heart to win this bet. You need to have a team that is motivated to win this bet. At what point does the sort of levy break and that motivation goes out the window? That Justin Tucker 66-yard field goal may have broken this team, so I that's don't why that I didn't all. take this bet.
2: I don't see Shit. it that way at all. If you're going to lose on a record-breaking field goal, something that is probably going to propel Justin Tucker, he was already probably a Hall of Famer before that kick, but that put him there. He's going now oh, he's for sure. You know what I mean? I think that I think that and you can debate what you think that, you know, and I've seen that conversation going on. You can debate what best kicker ever really means. Is it the importance of the kicks or is it your accuracy? Dangles and, is trying to defend his man Vinatieri. No, 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 no. but Dangles. I've yeah. thought about this. I've thought about this since then. But my point is if you're going to uh uh lose on a record breaking field goal, I can't see any other way than be a goldfish and forget about it and go on to your next game. And because, again, it broke a freaking record. What are you going to do? Well, that's, shit, that's, that's fucking hard sucks. to forget
0: about. That's I
2: don't, I,
1: I don't know if I agree about. with that. Well, Tony, listen, I, I totally respect kind of your thinking, but I completely respectfully disagree with, with, with it because – the Lions, they had no expectations this year. They've exceeded expectations this year, even their 0-3. Think about that. Yeah. They've exceeded expectations in their 0-3. I think with this, uh, that, that word gets thrown around all the time, culture. I think the culture, even, even, even Dan Campbell said literally when they asked him about the delay of the game, right, well, you know what he said? Oh, we'll probably get a letter in the NFL tomorrow uh, with, a, with an apology. We've already forgotten about it. I love this guy. I'm not saying they're going to win. I'm not even saying they're going to cover but I guarantee you, they will not be hung over from that loss. They will play hard again. I, I'm not. I'm not saying it's, it, that's going to dictate the the performance. But that team's, that team's done and gone with that. That, that, that. There's nothing to break when you have no expectations, dude. Yeah. You have no expectations. Let's move on to
0: a, a bet that's
1: definitely going to lower
0: expectations that Drew has of me. Because all last week he was talking about how this team, no matter how good they are, no matter what they can do, no matter what the record is, win, loss, whatever, the Kansas City Chiefs do not cover the spread. I have to say something, though, boys. The Philadelphia Eagles are a terrible football team this year. I think they were smoking mirrors. That week one game, I think what we saw against Dallas really proved the point that that defense, now that they've lost a few people on it, can be beaten by a good passing offense, which Kansas City has. And that offense, if they get behind, they simply cannot stay in the game. Jalen Hurts is not the downfield passer that you need to come back in a game. I think Kansas City is looking at the AFC West right now. They see two 3-0 teams. They see the Chargers 2-1 and with a tiebreaker over them, and they know it's now time. Time to shake off the cobwebs of last year. I think Kansas City comes out firing, absolutely firing in this game, and I think they're up twenty by halftime. Kansas City minus seven is my one point side of the week. Shea for the sharp, where are you going?
1: I don't hate that pick, Tony. I might get there for my contest picks, but I think you're right. I, I wish Philly, it was six and a uh, half, Drew. I really do. Yeah, well, I I think Philly is just talk about it. So so that that's a team that might be a little have broken spirit after yeah. that performance, yeah. uh, and. And Mahomes, um, back-to-back losses—they'll be pissed off. So I don't—I don't hate that. I might get there with my contest. That will not be my one-point side, boys. Last week, my one-point side—once again, the sharp. You, you think these guys would learn? The sharp makes a pick. They scoff.
3: <laughs> oh my
1: god! Oh my god! You're betting. You're, you're betting. You're betting, Danny, or you're betting Matt. The Falcons and Matt Ryan. Oh my god! And guess what? <laughs> that thing hit. Because here's my <laughs> deal, boys. You can never. It made you sweat uh, a little no, bit. I,
2: They made made you say that like you had that with confidence, like you weren't sitting
1: there. I getting a little
0: cocky, Drew.
1: I am getting cocky because listen to this pick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Listen to this pick. If you (laughs) think that was good, listen to this pick. (laughs) Listen, guys, I'm I'm telling you, this is going to be a theme for me. We are going to play mid tier quarterbacks as underdogs, and we are going to fade them as favorites. And like I said last week, Danny Dimes does not deserve to be favored against anyone. You know who else doesn't deserve to be favored by more than a touchdown against anyone? Famous Jameis mm. Winston. Mm. Give me a break. He is 38 <laughs> from 63 for seven touchdowns and two picks. Pretty good stats. Wait, that's for three games. People have amnesia. They see that <laughs> score against the Patriots. Yeah. They think, oh, the, the, the Saints kicked their ass. That, that score is completely misleading. Did people forget that they got blown out by the Panthers the week before, and they 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 beat a sleepwalking Aaron Rodgers? Yeah. Clearly, that wasn't the the right team. I, guys, Jameis is miserable as a favorite. He's getting they're giving seven and a half. Yeah, are you joking me? With the, the Giants are a dead under team all day long. This is a low scoring game. Danny Dimes as an underdog and on the road is a much better quarterback. This is, a, this is an easy pick for me. Give me the Giants all day for my one-point side plus seven and a half.
0: Well, it's now time to go to the two-point teaser, and I'm going to go first, Dangles, because I'm branching off of what Drew just said. Mm. Drew, I'm right there with you. I, and that number in New Orleans made me stay away from that bet. But I will say, this is the first game... In the Superdome after Hurricane Ida, the first official home game that these New Orleans Saints, which are a vociferous crew, a wonderful fan base, get to actually see this team live once again for the past, I don't know, what has it been, 18 months since they've had a home game there? It's going to be rocking in the Superdome. And this New York Giant team could be missing Darius Slayton, could be missing Sterling Shepard. Kenny Galladay has a hip issue, and they just placed their best defensive player, Blake Martinez, on the IR with a torn knee. I think this Giants team is falling apart. And the first leg of my teaser is teasing those New Orleans Saints down that they're going to absolutely for sure win this game. I could see a backdoor cover. I feel safe with the teaser here. New Orleans is my first leg. Second leg... You see the flag behind me. There is no chance Green Bay loses to this Pittsburgh team. There is no chance Green Bay loses to this Pittsburgh team. I understand the defense could be better. T.J. Watt could come back. But that offense seemingly found a groove over the past two weeks. My defense is terrible, and I might talk about them a little bit later. But I'm positive that Green Bay wins this game. Green Bay and New Orleans tease them down to a pick'em or minus .5 on either side. That's my two-point teaser of the week angles where you going
2: Tony, I'm right there with you on the first leg of my teaser. I also have the Saints down to a point and a half uh, for the exact same reason. You know, this crowd is going to be there. They're going to be back. My uncle's a cop in New Orleans, and he works those games. And I know know I've heard stories about just the way that it is there, and we've all seen it on TV. It's nothing, you know, anybody doesn't know. They're going to be there. They're going to be loud, and I think they absolutely do win that game against the Giants who are indeed falling apart, who don't seem to have a a modicum of a clue what they're doing on offense other than just, I mean, let daniel i mean who cares if our play breaks down cuz daniel jones is just going to run and be our leading rusher. The Saints win that game teasing them down to a point and a half. Uh, and then this is a get right game for the Kansas City Chiefs, Tony. I know you had the spread and you said that they weren't going to cover that. I think they will if uh if you put oh, yeah, them in I the leg that. of it in the leg of a teaser. Uh, I have the Chiefs down to 1 point uh, at the uh, at the Eagles, uh, Kansas City's just a flat-out better team than Philadelphia is. They just got trounced on national television. Philly did by an offense that isn't isn't as good as Kansas City's. I, I guess the defense is the only question mark here for me. Kansas City last in the league in defensive DVOA, but I just I don't think that this Philly offense has the raw talent on the field to go toe to toe, punch for punch with the Kansas city offense and Andy Reed, who by all accounts is doing well and should be back on the sidelines this Sunday. So I've got the saints down to a point and a half and the chiefs down to a point, uh, for a six point
0: teaser. Dangles. You want to make that seven, get yourself in a pick'em range. Are you good with, uh, just paying the 120 for
2: what, well, you I don't got? know. Let's, let's do an impromptu session of shape for the sharp gambling school here. Drew, what do you think?
1: Well, uh, not many games. I think less than three percent of games actually uh, end on one. So if, if considering you push on that dangles, I would save your I'd save your dime save there the and, just, and just play the minus one. Okay, no. then
0: let's keep it. Shay for the sharp. Where are you going with your teaser, my friend?
1: Good teaser legs, guys. Like by, by the math. Now the, the Saints game does uh, give me pause because I like the Giants with the spread, but I can totally see uh, the Chiefs. I thought about that, Dangs. Um, a little too public for my liking right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, my first leg will be that flag behind Tony. Um, and 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 here's. The thing, you know, Tomlin traditionally is a fantastic, fantastic coach as an underdog. One of the most profitable coaches in the history of betting yeah. as an underdog. He he he's a rah rah inspirational guy. But you know that Pittsburgh team is, whoo, uh, you know they might be done. They might be done. I mean they they can't they can't move the ball. They can't block anyone. Ben They're Roethlisberger's so beat up. fallen on um, his
2: face. Just can't even get it, the. He, it's they bad.
1: Look, they look so bad. I I I'm not I'm not I'm not in love with the spot because I do think. Tomlin will have who he has ready to play and definitely could be let let down game for the Packers but worst case scenario if, if Rodgers has to do something crazy at the end to win I do think he will get it done so that'll be my first leg <sighs> guys I have to do it I have to do it
2: Drew don't we talked about this in therapy I gotta <laughs> see I just have to
1: <laughs> the numbers too good the matchups too good I kind of like him to win. I'm got to tease the Vikings up to eight. Oh I have to do man! It. I'm so sorry. It's we the NFC North this. teaser. All right,
2: look. The it, definition I, I of I insanity sit, is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting sit, a different result. I will result, sit so. on the
1: horns. I will sit on the <laughs> horns if it hits. But this is my NFC North we teaser. We don't have. We're just, not talking about this. in
2: Dr. Dangles, if if you lose this bet, I will not oh, listen. That's I'm what not Dr. Gonna...
1: Dangles is about. I got to come back. Okay, we got to come back. So. <laughs> Give me the Packers at a point five and the Vikings plus 8. That'll be my teaser. I was
0: looking at them plus 2, Drew. I was looking at them plus 2. I just yeah. think Cleveland's going to be able to run all over that team. And if Dalvin Cook's not there, I know Madison played well last week. I just don't think it's going to be the same dangles let's go back to you my man the two-point side what's your second side of the king of the coast
2: i looked at that vikings game too Uh, i really did um because i I think that could be a, a a sneaky win a sneaky win for them but then i thought about how badly miles garrett tortured the offensive line of the chicago bears last week and how the vikings offensive line isn't that much better so i decided to stay away from that game instead um i'm going with the rams here minus four at home against the cardinals all i wrote under my notes here guys for this is just is Rams and Fuego. That's, that's that's all I wrote. I don't know if I need to say anything else about this. I want to see. I can't wait. I mean, let's think about the teams that, that the Cardinals have played this year, the Titans, the Vikings, the Jaguars. Three not great defenses when you look at it. You're going to be looking at a Rams defense that's got not only Aaron Donald but Kenny Young, who's having a great start to the season, torturing quarterbacks with uh, sacks and pressure and pass defenses. I can't wait to see this Rams team. I'm all aboard the Rams train. Give me the Rams minus four at home against the Cardinals. I know I've been high on Kyler Murray and the Cardinals in other games, but I think this is a wake-up call for yeah. them, for the Arizona Cardinals, when they play against a real football team.
0: My second side of the day, uh, listen, another team that is En Fuego are the Denver Broncos. They are 3-0 and on this young season. But if you notice, the three teams they played have a combined record of 0-9. Okay, the Giants, Jets, and Jaguars. I think I could beat the Giants, Jets, and Jaguars and be 3-0 and myself. I understand that this game is in mile high and that is a tough place to play, and I also understand that Baltimore is a fumble away from being 0-3 themselves, but this Baltimore team I think is lifted from that Justin Tucker 66-yard field goal to bring it up once again. I think Baltimore plus one is a serious undervalue on this team. I don't understand how they are not favored in this game, and especially a team like Denver who has given up the run pretty well against that team. They They also, Denver loves to run the ball versus pass the ball. and Baltimore's rush defense has been pretty good as well. I think Baltimore comes out and wins this game relatively handedly. Baltimore plus one is my second side of the week. Shea for the sharp. I know I just went against your Broncos.
1: Yeah, I might have something to say about that a little later, Tony. But for my two-point side, I am going to stay in the NFC West uh, with Dangles. But I'm going to play the other game. Um, I, couldn't, know, I couldn't touch I, that I, game. I, I was so scared of that too. game.
0: I'm interested to see where you're going.
1: Well, let me explain something to you guys. First of all, <laughs> I, I, have to, I have to shout out a, a, a loyal listener to the pod, uh, Mr. Aaron Pond. Uh, he's been on the show. Uh, he has a problem, uh, Mr. Squares, of you saying San Fran. You know, the San Francisco, this is a, an Hispanic ant, okay? This is a proud city of California. <laughs> so let's call them by San Francisco or maybe the 49ers or SF or whatever. But, you know, for this pod, SF, no more San Fran. I'm told, Fran. is
2: the California californian term like I, no one who doesn't I'm live sure in tony, california says cali and i'm sure he doesn't care it, but no one who lives <laughs> tony to relate this to you to your to your tiny lizard brain that's something that you will understand does anyone tony who actually does anyone who actually lives in boston call it bean town no absolutely not not a single fucking person it's the same thing with california no one, right, calls Cali, yeah, no one calls it Cali, no one calls it San Fran.
3: As
0: everyone I have ever met in the history of California, when I say I'm from Boston, every single one of them starts to do, oh, do you park the car in Harvard Yard? Everyone they do. has their own Boston accent. Yeah, yeah. So as an outsider to this California nation, I will call San Fran the way I've been calling <laughs> San Fran since I've been alive. It is San Fran through and through. Forty nine other states have to say, <laughs> have a say in that as well. But keep going with your boy Aaron
1: Punt. <laughs> <laughs> okay well actually he'll be happy because my my uh, my two-point side will be the san francisco 49ers at minus three uh the seahawks are a sieve on defense guys plain and simple they are a sieve really they've bad. given up 30 plus points and 450 total yards in back-to-back games not only that they they did not score in the second half of the vikings game and yeah. like belichick kind of seeing a good game script uh in the previous opponent with the rams against the bucks i think kyle shanahan uh, is one of the best of copycatting teams' game plans. I mean, I think the 49ers should score. I, I like the over in this game for sure, but I think they should literally be able to score well. Now, I, I hate I hate going against Russ back-to-back losses, but I, I don't like what I see from the Seahawks here. I think they're a legitimate threat to uh, ruin my Cardinals bet as, as fourth-place team. The Seahawks defense is, t- is, is awful. It's one of the worst in the yeah. league. And also, I just think Shanahan's going to be excellent coming off a loss, curbing his game plan to that the weaknesses of the Seahawks defense and you know Jimmy G gets a lot of shit but you know he's been he's been fine this year he really has he's been fine um and I just think this is a this is a get right game for the 49ers again it's a division game I don't like I don't like playing against Russ as an underdog coming off back-to-back losses but I do think this potentially has a double-digit victory for San Francisco 49ers minus three
0: yeah Mr. Unlimited made me stay away from that game but I'm leaning San Fran as well dangles it's time to go to the total. It's time to go to the squarest bet of the day. These totals are worth two points in the King of the Coast. What is the total you have for this week? I've got
2: the under in the Jets and Titans game. Guys, oh, I T- looked at okay, it. The Titans defense isn't great, but do we really believe that the Jets are going to put 23 points on the board in this game? You don't get to 23 if you combine the points they've scored from each of the games that they've played this season. I just don't see there's any way that these two teams put 44. I think it's another situation, Drew, you called it, you know, or you mentioned it earlier when we were talking about Cincinnati and Jacksonville where Tennessee could get out to a really fast start. Uh, And then they kind of need; they don't need to have the brakes on, and it's or they can take put the brakes on, and it's just Derrick Henry carries for the rest of the night. Uh, I think this under is a no-brainer here. The Jets are awful right now, Um, and you you guys talked about it. Zach Wilson's supposed to be playing boring right now. Uh, You're not going to score. You're not going to hit many overs playing boring football. Under in the Jets Titans uh, is the total is forty-four.
0: I'd actually be interested in looking at the first half under in that game, Dangles, because the Jets have yet to score a point in the first quarter. In fact, Zach wilson's passer rating and i know passer rating is not the perfect stat but zach wilson's passer rating in the first quarter is a total of zero in fact if you go to the 28th person jimmy garoppolo you would have the same amount of difference as it would take for jimmy to get to the top of the passer rating in the first quarter list that opening game script for the jets has been miserable but dangles you got the jets titans under 44 I am going back to the flag behind me for my total. Because, again, as I said, I think this offense has found a way to click. And I understand that Pittsburgh defense is very good. But those corners can be beat. And, in fact, Micah Fitzpatrick is a playmaker. But he does find himself kind of taking chances sometimes. And if there's one quarterback that can make you uh, uh, sort of regret the chances you take, it's Aaron Rodgers, who has been open in saying he owes Marquez Valdez Scantling a couple of deep balls. And I think we're going to see a couple of deep balls in that game. The number here is 46, and I know Pittsburgh's offense has been terrible. And Pittsburgh's O-line is a very bad unit, as is my Green Bay defensive line. I think Big Ben has a little bit more time to throw over the middle of the field to guys like Deontay Johnson coming back from an injury. Juju could play as well, who'll be open in the middle of the field, and that tight end Fryar has been making plays as well. But the big thing that makes me take this over... I can guarantee you right now, if you got props to play, if you got fantasy to bets, if you want to make a trade in your fantasy league, this right here is the Najee Harris breakout game that the Pittsburgh Steelers fans have been waiting for. My uh, lead uh, linebacker, Chris Barnes, is in concussion protocol. My backup linebackers were all over the place against San Fran, especially in the second half of that game, letting everything happen on checkdowns in the middle of the field. Najee Harris, as Dangles has said before, had a litany of targets over the season thus far in the Pittsburgh offense. Harris breakout game coming this week, and my total is the over Green Bay and Pittsburgh 46 points. Shay for the sharp, where are you going?
1: Tony Squares playing an over on the Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, God bless him. That's why we love him. Keep him around. <laughs> Brave man, my man. Um Dangles, uh, I like your bet on the Lions plus three. I lean that way. I'll probably play him in a teaser at minimum. Um, but I gotta admit that's not that's not the bet to make in this in that game. Uh mm-hmm. Since the Lions were leading the Packers at halftime the last six quarters, they were scoreless in four of them, and they've scored a total of 17 points. The Bears have scored 37 points for the season. Yep. Um, Somehow this total is at 42. Now, if you remember, Shave the Sharp took a 42 under last week, and boy, oh, boy, that was a nice uh, juicy meat pie as I devoured uh, everything, the gravy and the crust. Well, um, I'm going right back to the well on an under 42 here. I hope to God, Justin field plays for the lions. I, for lion's sakes, like I hope to God, and can I just say, it's been, it's been popular around uh, the media this week, but you know, Nagy's getting all this shit for blah, blah, blah. But did he not say that feels like, wasn't ready? Like, did he not say that? And people kind of like, ah, Andy Dolan. I mean, I don't know. He, he, he was, he was alarmingly bad. Um, I hope, I just hope he starts, but regardless Regardless, this is a dead nut under, dead nut under. Give me the under 42 in the Lions-Bears game. Yeah, it's going to be a terrible football game. <laughs> yeah. It's
3: just well, going to be a terrible I, I, football I, 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 game. I don't
2: think the issue is that he said that he wasn't ready and then everyone was surprised. I think the issue is that he clearly hasn't done anything to get him ready. He said he wasn't ready at the start of the season, and that's why Dalton was starting. But anyway. Oh, we my God, a guy audience. who
1: didn't make the job. At, he,
3: didn't, he didn't win a job at Georgia, and bat bat he went now. to You've a pro fucking. We've talked enough
0: about two of the worst teams in the NFL. Let's move on to the Brinks truck bet.
3: Hey, Marty.
0: Back up the Brinks truck everyone on this show hit their lock of the week last week and we're going to do it again this week it's time for week four back up the brinkstruck these are worth three points towards the king of the coast total dangles i'm going to you first my friend what is your back up the brinkstruck lock of the week
2: all right well tony you mentioned this game earlier on and i was curious to your thinking about this because i kind of saw it a different way and maybe i just maybe my tiny lizard brain just didn't process this the right way i'm a journalist after all i did not get into a math field for a very good reason working journalist um However, uh, I have the Ravens money line here at minus one hundred and five. Now the Ravens are one point dogs on the road here at minus one fifteen. If you take the spread, the money line's minus one hundred and five. Since you gotta win by one, why pay the extra ten cents on the spread if you think Balti wins, like I do? I mean, I don't know if you think Baltimore wins, Tony, but and Drew had mentioned earlier the small percentage of games that finish within you know yeah. in one point. I just think if you think Baltimore wins outright against this Broncos team like I do, you take the money line. As you met, you talked about how Denver is 3-0, and but they've played teams with a combined record of, of 0-9. I agree that Denver hasn't been tested yet. And I, I grabbed this from a, an article from Jason Logan at Covers.com who had this great stat. Teddy B, and I'm quoting him, is lulling opponents to sleep with the slowest pace in the league, running a play every 31.99 seconds and mowing through an average time of possession of 36 Uh, minutes and 35 seconds you can do that shit and win games uh, against the teams denver's played so far but lamar and the ravens offense can store score on you very quickly yeah Uh, and and the ravens might have some players back here on defense they uh justin houston might be back um you also might have uh, rashad bateman and miles boykin coming back in this game so all of this to say i like the ravens to just win this game outright i'm taking them on the money line at minus 105
0: Love it, Dangles. Absolutely love it. Uh, Shay for the Sharp, I'm going to go next because Dangles already mentioned this bet as well, and it is my backup. the Brinks truck special. I am a little bit worried that the LA Rams sort of blew their load last week beating the uh, Super Bowl-winning Tampa Bay Buccaneers. But again, this Arizona Cardinal team is 3-0 and after not playing really three world beaters right now. The Rams themselves are also 3-0. and And Sean McVay is favored by four points at home. But did you know that Cliff Kingsbury in his short tenure with Kyler is 0-4 against Sean McVay, win-loss record when they've played each other? But also, did you know that he's 0-3-1 against the spread against Sean McVay? I just think Clifford Kingsbury versus Sean McVay is a win for the Rams, and I think that's enough to win this game. I will say the winner of this game – If you agree with me that you think the Rams win this one, the winner of this game's quarterback, I think is going to be the leader in the MVP race for the first half of the season. So I'd sprinkle a little bit on Stafford. If you think the Rams come out on top here over Kyler, because I think Kyler is going to be made a little brought back down to earth against this Rams defense. He's going to have to be superhuman to keep Arizona in this game. Rams minus four is my backup. The brings truck bet of the week. Shea for the sharp. We end with you.
1: Well, fellas, uh, it's, Potentially great news for me, bad news for you, or vice versa, because <laughs> I'm the polar opposite side of two guy, two uh, of the bets that you have in both your in your King of the Coast. Um, my backup, the brinkstruck truck bet here is simply the Denver Broncos, and the reason why the reason why is simple. It's not necessarily a play on the Broncos. Obviously, you guys have said facts. They played the three worst teams in football. Their stats are kind of they could be watered down, but uh, I believe you guys are forgetting something uh, very important. <laughs> The, the Ravens went to overtime on Monday night. Then they played a primetime game and went down on the wire. And then they just kicked a 66-yard field goal down on the wire. Uh, the Denver Broncos have sleepwalked through the first three the th- for three weeks of the year. Yep, Mile high is one of the biggest home field advantages of all of football. We have a rested team, home team, playing an exhausted team that not only Denver Again, you don't think Denver knows they've played nobody. You don't think they want to make a statement here and say, hey, we're going to beat a perennial playoff contender. I think this Ravens team, again, they lose this game. They're sitting there at 2-2. Two and two. It's not the end of the world. Denver really wants to make a statement here. Vic Fangio, Teddy ballgame. So I'll be on their side of it. I know it's going to be a popular play, um, and you guys are probably on the, 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 the minority here, but I just really like the Denver Broncos to win. I thought it was going to be a pick'em. I know we're getting minus one, but – Back of the Brinkstruck, truck, mile high, Teddy covers, Theodore covers, Denver Broncos minus one.
0: So I have a, a, an offering here because we do beer bets on this show. In fact, Drew and I yep. have participated in 2 were on the other side here. But since all of us are in, are in on this game one way or the other, and we didn't plan this beforehand, I have a proposition for both Dangles and Drew. In fact, I've been working on this with the Gaming Society and some of the stuff that they've been doing. But I, I call it the lipstick on a pig. Bet a phrase that Drew used last week when he was making a better to uh, the loser of this bet must give their back up the Brinks truck bet in lipstick next week since we are a YouTube show now. And if you two are agreeing unto that, I do believe we make that the case in this brakes right. truck bet. The so loser... if my
1: team wins, then both of you, since you have both the same side, oh, that's 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 easy. The like, loser has in. to put uh, lipstick <laughs> this on a pig the brakes truck does give you the advantage there, for the
2: Sharp. <laughs> you, could, you could have a... <laughs> that's you, a sharp this play. Is a, this is a Canadian doubles match here where you could get a, get a two-for-one <laughs> <laughs> victory. Absolutely. <laughs> do you agree to, to the
0: lipstick on a pig Absolute, roll?
2: Absolutely. Well, and, hey, I'm fine. I don't have to go that far to find uh, to, to find lipsticks, I have what?
1: <laughs> Same, you loser, Tony. Where are you going to find lipstick, you loser?
2: Oh, There's a girl named CVS around the corner. I'm sure she'll have something for you.
1: <laughs> CVS, CVS is beautiful.
0: Well, on that note, uh, we're going to end the show. That's all for Tony Cavallo, for Schaefer the Sharp, Drew Schaefer Crookson, for Matthew Dangles, Dangel Antonio. We are the West Coast Gamblers, a proud member of... <laughs> I'm just laughing about uh, lipstick on a pig. I'm very happy with it. Anyway, thank you for listening.
3: Go, go. Dove C to the G, West Coast Gamblers. Pit Pass Moto, sponsored by Moto America, is the show that keeps you up to speed on the latest in motorcycling and brings the biggest names in motorcycle racing right to you. From candid interviews with the top names in racing providing insights into the trends and trendsetters driving the motorcycle industry we have you covered new episodes are available every thursday at pitpassmoto.com and on your favorite podcast app right on